For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Your cousin from Boston. Me and Billy here drinking this new Sam Adams Wicked Hazy IPA. Wicked what? Wicked Hazy. Wicked what? Wicked Hazy. Billy can't hear so good because of this firework accent. This is good. Boston Beer Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Drink responsibly. You're listening to a Brawl Network production. And this is Meanie's Bird Recap. Can you feel that thing? That's moving like your doggone hands. That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel it? Win or lose, these guys will be here for you after every single game. Do you think you're better than me? Here are your hosts, Giovanni Hamilton, Connor Miles, and ECW original, The Blooming. All right, thanks for tuning in to Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. This is Meanie's Birds recap right here <laughs> on Eagles Brawl, powered by Fanatics, Manscaped, and DraftKings. Thank you all for tuning in. And in honor of this episode, we're going to dedicate this episode to Roddy McLeod. Shout out to the defensive captain this year, if you ask me. Stepped up and replaced Malcolm Jenkins in the best way we could ask him to. Uh, uh, really... He proved he proved to be the correct safety, the the one to invest in moving forward. So, shout out to Roddy McLeod. He's out for the season now. We're gonna miss you, bud. Your presence will be surely missed right off the bat. But Dakota is right. We gotta win, baby. Let's go. The Jalen Hurts, the Jalen Hurts era. The crowd goes wild. I feel like this is. I feel like this is like your your. I mean, this probably isn't your first recap episode where we're off a win, but I mean, it's got to be your second at least, if well, that. This might be my first. <laughs> this this yeah, is how sad 2020 is gone. This is the second one. Is it the it, second one, Giovanni? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I was just making sure because I'm like, dude, I feel like they never win. I remember just talking about losses. <laughs> your memory's a lot better than mine, Gio. Uh, your, your mind's a little bit fresher than mine, but uh, if you say se- it's the second, then. The way this season's gone, how can you tell? You know, <laughs> <laughs> only four wins, anyways, at this point. I mean, but let's talk positives. I mean, Jalen Hurts. Oh, absolutely. Oh, boy. Yeah, as, uh, game, that is that is absolutely correct. Yeah. Shaded is right. That is the Dallas the Dallas game we had the recap. Yeah, show. that's the one we did. Uh huh. Yeah, I was right. And uh, uh, who we got up here? I got. I agree, with Kyle. Here, this is the definitely the, they did have rhythm. That's the one thing I can say about the offense this week is that when things I didn't ex- when I, I was sitting there expecting things to fall apart. Honestly, right. I was expecting the offense to completely fall in their place. Second half wasn't the prettiest, but I'll tell you right now, Jalen Hurts has that swag. Right, there's uh, some swag to that. Yeah, it's just um, you know halftime's a matter of adjustments. So of course, you know uh, the Saints made a little a couple adjustments at uh, halftime, but the most important thing is the Eagles didn't, you know, fold. You know, they had the one fumble with Hurts, uh, which, I mean, it wasn't like a sloppy mistake. A guy on it, he just went in and punched it right out. So if we can, yeah, if we can live with Carson Wentz's fumbles, we can definitely live with that one, dude. Compared to what it was, you know, leading up right. to this game, I'll take it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah. Did you guys notice that um, we we won that game for another reason? Because our defense actually stopped them uh, in the second half. That's unlike our defense this year. That's a very yeah. good point. That's a very the good defense, point. Well, the defense tired played really well. Because our offense was on. The offense is actually being productive. Yeah. And I agree with this. Two 100-yard rushers. They ran the ball and they were successful doing so against the number one defense in football. Wow. Yeah. Dude, it's like, wow. you know, how many times have I said leading up to this show or up to this game, you know, Doug's been past happy. You know, he's, he's a former quarterback 
and he's you know you know heir apparent he was you know back up to uh brett Favre, so he's the gun you know the air you know the sec- gunslinger junior you know pass 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 imagine what happens when you run the ball uh good things happen and amazing things happen you know uh busted off an 80 yard uh, run with miles sanders and then you know uh jalen hurts he was doing some uh, he's he's got such he's he's so fast as a rookie i mean i remember carson once his first start i'm sure as everybody else who's tuned in and you guys are as do as well jalen hurts his demeanor was incredibly calm it was infectious it was infectious. That whole team looked like they knew they were going to win that game. It's not saying that that's not the same under Carson Wentz, but I mean, the the spark was there. They needed the spark. He brought the spark. That was a great effort of a team win. And I mean, you got to ride Jalen Hurts for the rest of the season, obviously, right? Jalen Hurts didn't look like a rookie out there. The confidence that he brought, he he was just bringing the swag, like. It, it felt like he had a few years under his belt in this league, and it was really nice to see that. Yes, yeah, so when, when, when it comes to Hurts, it seems like, you know, uh, he's even before he came to the NFL, he had to come overcome adversity a few times with, you know, switching colleges. He got replaced by Tua, and then he, he went over to Oklahoma and then, uh, you know, did amazing stuff there. And so to come to Philly, and you're thrown, you're literally, I mean, he played a half in Green Bay and, but you know, the, the, you know, the game is already lost at that point. Kind of, he, he kind of brought him into it, but like to have a full game with a full week of reps with the, uh, the starters and then to go against like, you know, G, you know, Giovanni said, go against the, you know, the number one defense in all of football and not even have the slightest bit of Manning face where, you know, you know, just, you know, <laughs> He, he he looked cool. He looked calm. He looked collected. He looked he looked like he belonged there. Uh, and, and you can't say that for a lot of rookies, you know, playing their first game. Not only playing the first game, but playing against the, uh, a great team like the New Orleans Saints. I was just so happy to beat them. I was so happy to beat them. I know that everybody's talking about playing for the draft pick and not not worrying about the rest of the season, but it was the Saints. It was different. Yeah. I needed them to beat the Saints. I needed them to beat the Saints finally. I was so tired of the Saints always beating us. But my thing was, what you just said, Beanie, was absolutely correct. I mean, this is a kid who was replaced by Tua at Alabama, goes to Oklahoma and finds out that he can actually really play the quarterback position pretty well. Gets drafted to a team where he's supposed to be the backup to a franchise quarterback. Comes in during the most unorthodox season in NFL history with coronavirus going on. And that kid acted like that was left uh, walk in the park. He was like, eh, I'm just going to go out here and do my job. That is a leader. It's a yeah. leader. And no pun intended, but the, the beautiful thing about it is Sean Payton in his post-game pre- press conference said, Jalen hurt us. You know, he, you know, like he, he got praise from uh, Sean Payton, who is uh, not my favorite person on the planet, but, you know, uh, he seems a little bit too full of himself, you know. But uh, Sean Payton even had to, you know, give recognition to what Jalen Hurts did. Uh, and also, you know, you know what this game did, this win did feel good, man. Uh, I know I've said before that, you know, you don't want to be the best of the worst, but then you also don't want to be the worst of the worst. I kind of want to be in the middle. I kind of want to you know, see what we could do with draft picks and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, well, I want to be the best of the worst to be completely honest. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I tell you, I won't be the best. Hey, man. Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's just uh, I've been to this rodeo a few times. You know, just uh, we need to get some younger guys in there. You know, we need to get some guys on the line. To speaking uh, of younger guys, yeah. Name all the guys that you could name that stepped up yesterday that were impressive. We're all younger guys. Jordan Mulata, stud. That's the left tackle of the yeah. future. Jack yeah. Driscoll played really well. Josh Sweat played extremely well. That he's 23 years old. Yeah. Javon Hargrave, free agent edition. He's still pretty young and in the prime of his career and only going to peak even more in this defense. Now he's finally adjusted to it. Uh, Duke Riley is a pretty young linebacker and he actually really made some really noticeable plays yesterday. Rager, he's the future of this team no matter what. I, I know people are debated if he's a wide receiver one. What is it? It's the future Z of this team no matter what. He's a playmaker. Uh, and then here's Kathy's comment on the screen that 
Hurts reminds me of like uh, I mean Nab in his younger years. I know most would agree, but that's just my opinion. I agree with that. I think Jalen Hurts. If you remember J- uh, Donovan McNabb the from 1999 from 2002, you could see a little Jalen Hurts having that type of uh, McNabb type game. But I, I don't think I think McNabb has the better arm overall arm talent. But I mean, I see a little bit McNabb in Jalen Hurts' game. I don't. I don't. I don't hate it. I like well, it. I like that comparison. Uh, another name that totally blew me away yesterday was uh, Josh Sweat. Uh, I mean, he had a monster game as a, besides the fact that he's probably got like the best name on the whole team. Josh Clay sounds like a nineties R and B singer, uh, you know, jams, <laughs> right. uh, I mean, you know, but, uh, yeah, he had a monster game. Uh, uh he had a, at least one sack and one strip, you know, one strip sack and stuff like that. So yeah, something, the younger guys definitely stepped up, but I would, I would love to get them to have some more depth, you know, there's a lot of old dogs on the, on his team. And, uh, you know, I think that's what, you know, what's held us back, but also I think the fact that we had a younger guy at the helm, Jalen hurts lit that spark. I think a lot of people were playing to help, you know, to have, you know, Jalen have a, a good game. It just, it's like old versus new, uh, nothing against Carson Carson, our quarterback, uh, for how long, I don't know, but, uh, you know, I love Carson Wentz. I appreciate everything he did, but there, there definitely seems to be a little bit of a disconnect there between him and uh, Doug. And there's like one second, uh, like a promo thing where, you know, Carson's looking at Doug and yes, Doug's at yes, yeah. I texted that to Giovanni right away. I was like, oh man, did you see this? And then yeah. Giovanni's like, Sinai, oh no. <laughs> Dude, you could have put in the slow, dramatic music like dun dun dun. And, you know, if, if if a pitcher tells a thousand words, and that didn't paint a, a pretty picture. What do you think, Gio? Yeah. Um. Well, here's my thing. From seeing last game and looking back on 2017, uh, it feels like Doug Peterson plays better with second-string quarterbacks. And it makes you wonder if he's teaching the second-string quarterbacks the way he was taught because he was a second-string. That's a great point. That is a really great point. That's a, I mean, his 11-3 and three with his backup quarterbacks compared to – I forget the record well off the top of my head with Wentz. But it was, yeah, I think he was 5-2 and two with, uh, with Foles uh, in the one season, and they had the other, the, the, the other season. Might have been something like that, uh, yeah, but he definitely has a better record with the back. He has a good, not a better record, but he has a good record with you know backups, which is insane. Alshon catching that touchdown, hilarious, hilarious. I I laughed. I just laughed. <laughs> I literally like. I usually celebrate touchdowns. When he caught that, I was like, figures, figures, and then he it, catches it, that it, touchdown, and then Josina Anderson remembers that she has a Twitter account. Oh, right. dude, my next line. That was my next line. Josina Anderson, of course. I don't understand what her stigma is with Wentz. I don't know what Alshon must have told her, but like, and again, I tweeted that out. And I got a little out of inappropriate comments, so don't leave them off here too. All right, but like, I mean, still, <laughs> I can't, I can't believe it. Like, she, whatever. It's just, it's crazy to be. But yeah, again, Alshon catch that touchdown pass. <laughs> we were talking all night, Giovanni. Uh, this guy always likes to play with the backup quarterbacks in for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of him playing over Fulgham? Because you're wearing Travis Fulgham's jersey last night. Ah, uh, dude, I have been talking about this ever since Alshon came back. I don't know what Doug thinks. Like, I don't know why he put Alshon over Fulgham because Fulgham was getting a rhythm. And then he just got him out of it. And he's been dropping some passes now because you got him out of that rhythm. It doesn't work that way. I don't understand how you go from this wide receiver that catches a touchdown pass over Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey <laughs> in dramatic fashion to I'm going to play Quez Watkins even more than him. That's yeah. strange. It's I don't understand. It's, it's amazing how Alshon can catch balls now that Carson's not throwing them, and uh, like you say, he seems to be more comfortable with 
it's weird. You know, Alshon's more, con there's definitely something, it gotta be something there between him, Alshon and Carson, because when, uh, Alshon's, uh, Alshon's playing, he play he catches better from the, uh, the backups. But when Carson was playing with the rookie squad, he seemed more comfortable as a, a quarterback thrown to, you know, uh, practice squad guys. So there's some, there's, there's gotta be some, something there in the mix between Alshon yeah. and Carson. The fair argument to be had is that Carson is a completely different thrower than Foles and Joan Hurts. And I actually thought Joan Hurts and Foles, the way they throw football is kind of similar. They, they trust their wide receivers to make the plays, whereas Wentz trusts the tight end to make the plays. And then Wentz won't throw it to you unless you have some sort of separation where I think Hurts and Foles trusted their guys to make the play nine times out of 10, especially Hurts. I mean, the way that he targets wide receivers, I haven't seen Carson Wentz do all season. The the faith in the wide receivers, I should say. But, I mean, it is absolutely asinine. that Because I see the argument on Twitter saying maybe we overrated Travis Vogel too, too quickly. And I'm, I'm that's oh. a fair argument. But, I mean, uh, the way that he played, you know, that doesn't just come happen out of nowhere. I mean, there's something to be built upon there. And I, don't, I, I, I would disagree with somebody that says, no, Pierce is not building upon it. When it comes to uh, Hertz, it's just I, I don't think you know. I think if you know there there would have been would have been more pressure if like say this was game one of the, the season, but season's kind of lost and he's coming in and it's basically I think he's auditioning for next year. So maybe he figures I have nothing to lose. I'm the backup. Last four games of a, a really a meaningless season for, as far as the Eagles go. You know the last four games of the season. I'm just going to let it rip. What do I got to lose? Uh, what I love that he you said he had more faith in his receivers uh, and the receivers getting separation and stuff like that. But he just he also looked more comfortable just getting out of the pocket. And if there wasn't something there, he threw it away. He wasn't trying to play hero ball. Uh, you know, he tried to extend plays to try to you know so his rec the receivers could get that separation. But if it wasn't there. He had no problem throwing away. He didn't take the sack. There, was, he wasn't sacked at all, which was, you know, it was was a, a, a breath of fresh air. You know, that was uh, refreshing to see uh, the quarterback not get killed by uh, the opposing uh, defense. But he, he, like again, he looked poised. He looked confident. He looked like he had. He looked like he's been in the NFL for you know a couple of years, let alone just a game and a half. He navigated the pocket better than once has all season long. It's just the truth. Like it's it's the flat out truth. And that goes back my that goes back to my point of I think he's still I think when it comes to Carson, I think think he still has lingering effects from that uh concussion that knocked him out of the, the last season where he, he's a, a situation where he might have been laser focused. Now he's just, you know, his his judgment's clouded. He, 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 I don't think, I don't think it's a fact. I don't think he has. I think he has faith faith in his receivers. I think maybe he doubts himself a little bit, too. You know, maybe there's a little bit of self doubt that, you know, creeps in, and that comes along with uh, concussions as well. You know, you 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 start to you know when you have a serious injury like that, you start second doubt, you know, second guessing things and stuff like that. You know. Do I want to continue to do this? You know, I just had a what? I have a wife. I have kid. I, I have a baby. Uh, you know, do I want to be you know coherent for them down the line? And uh, like I said, hopefully it's not like a uh, you know uh, an Andrew Luck situation either, where he's 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 kind of second guessing things with being injured and stuff like that. I think your point, to, I mean, to your point, really, I think he's second-guessing himself on the football field, and, uh, and that's what's played into this past season. I think you can't second-guess yourself. Look at Jalen Hurts. He's not second-guessing anything he does. Yeah. He's going to go out there and play. Whatever happens, happens. He's, he gets out of his control, but he's going to try to just put his football team in football. Uh, excuse me. Put his football team in chance to win. Giovanni, what do you think, man? Like, what do you what do you think that the, was the, probably like the number one issue for Carson Wentz this season? Like, what what was the number one issue? Do you think? Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe he still is uh, recovering from that concussion, but I think there's, I, I don't really think it's that. I think there's more to the story. I think that, um, Doug Peterson has a short leash on him and, uh, 
he's not lying in. Like last night, you saw Jalen Hurts roll out of the pocket, and he was running, and you really haven't seen that very much from Carson Wentz this year. I don't know if it's the fact that Doug has him on a short leash or he's scared. I think you made an excellent point earlier that nobody has said yet, and I actually kind of blew me away because I'm like, that's a really good way to look at it. Maybe Doug just doesn't know how to coach Carson. Maybe he does know how to coach the backups because he can relate to the backup quarterback the most since he that's all he was. Maybe he, watching the Brett Favre's of the world, Dan Marino, maybe he knows Carson Wentz is incredibly talented. Let him do it all. Because there is a discussion on I've seen online that Carson Wentz was checking out of Doug Peterson's plays at the line of scrimmage too much, and that's what was killing the execution part of this offense this season. And then Jalen Hurts goes in and doesn't do that much at all. And look what happens. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't really think anybody else does either. Unless you're Carson Wentz or Doug Peterson. But I think that's a good point, Giovanni. Maybe maybe Doug Peterson just coaches the... the like he coaches Jalen Hurts different than he would coach Carson Wentz. Maybe he coaches Nick Foles different than he would coach Carson Wentz. Maybe there's something to that there. There might be something to look, dive into that theory like... I because from what it looks like to me, they this team goes Carson. Here's the keys to the offense. You take it however you want to do it. Jalen, here's the passenger seat to the offense. We're gonna supply the run for you though. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it from here. That's what it seems like to me. I think it's a really great point. Yeah, it's definitely a great point. As it's also, uh, you know, when I when it comes to football, I think of football as a business too. And uh, I think definitely, uh, you know, it, whether there's, you know, some kind of disconnect between Doug and Carson to where, I mean, cause like in the, in Carson's earlier seasons, he would, he would, he would check out of the plays, you know, kill, kill. Yeah. And then something miraculous would happen and something great would happen. But I don't know if he's see. I don't know if Carson's seeing the defense or reading the defense like he, like he used to be able to do. But, you know, it's a business. So, you know, to uh, Giovanni's point, uh, he's probably better coaching the backup quarterbacks because he's a a fellow backup quarterback. But also, I think he was coaching that game yesterday. He was coaching for his job, you know, hopefully to say, see, I'm not the problem. Maybe it's Carson. You know, he he could be – that could have been his – What happens when the quarterback executes my offense? Hey, I think, see, I called the plays. I called the offense. This is what happens when you have a quarterback who could run my offense and he kind of inadvertently throws Carson underneath the bus, you know, that way. You know, it, it definitely uh, definitely saved Howie uh, a little bit of grief too because, you know, Josh Sweat was a Howie pick. Yeah, Rager was a Howie pick. Hertz is a Howie pick. And they all played really good yesterday. Mulata is a Howie pick. They all played really good yesterday. They all looked like a cohesive team without Carson, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I, and again, I'm not piling on Carson Wentz. I love Carson Wentz. I love what he did in 2017. And the run we went on last year with him, you know, taking the uh, the practice squad to the playoffs, you know, the, the underdog story that he's been fighting uphill through. But yesterday, just and again, it's just one game. Just one game. We got, you know, Arizona coming up. Things could happen within a week. You know, next week we'll be like, what were we thinking? You know, next Monday, you know. But Mm -hmm. for right now, Jalen Hurts looked really good. And Doug seemed like he was coaching for his job yesterday. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about that in my mind at all. Did yesterday's performance buy you guys back into Doug Peterson a little bit more? Because I feel like uh, talking to you guys numerous times, it seemed like we we're all out. Um, I don't really put much thought into it. Um, I don't know if, because if you look at it, um, if you look at the plays, he was calling the exact same, some of the exact same plays that he was calling when Carson was in. It makes you wonder if Jalen just um, 
executed them better or if Doug was calling them at the wrong time when Carson was in? Good point. Another good point. I just think taking the motions out of it, I think Carson once struggled big time reading defenses this year to a point where I've never seen it be as much of a struggle before. I think there is still an argument to be made that the concussion factors into that. I completely agree. But, I mean, I have to say at the end of the day, Carson Wentz is playing mentionable football. It's just the truth. Do I still believe in Carson Wentz as a franchise quarterback of this team? Absolutely. You don't give up on that type of talent. Uh, You let him come back next year, and if you decide to move on from Doug Peterson, you let the new head coach decide and say, hey, who's going to be better in my system or not? And I don't want to use these guys to compare it and say the situation's going to be the same, but the way that they're going to go through it might be similar. When the Eagles were in 2012, they had Michael Vick on a huge... I always compare this season to 2012 because that's what it feels like to me. But when they had Michael Vick on a huge, huge deal, $100 million, uh, wasn't living up to it. They play the, the backup rookie when the season's going to crap uh, in Nick Foles. And then they go into next year and they have a quarterback battle with the new head coach. Go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that. And then let the new head coach decide. And if the new head coach decides Carson Wentz is salvageable and that in my system, uh, we're going to actually get to his utilize his skill set rather than Peterson, then it's fine. This game didn't bomb me back in on Doug, but it at least showed me that maybe we shouldn't just all point our fingers at him. Maybe it's finally time we step back and let's not emotionally attach ourselves that much to Carson Wentz as we do because I know we love him. I know we think he could be a talented quarterback in this league. He's shown us that. It's hard to let that go. It's hard to let it go once you show, once a quarterback shows you that he can play, especially with the Eagles. I mean, we haven't had a franchise quarterback since but yeah, We've had quarterback talent. We haven't had consistency at the quarterback position since Don McNabb was there. It's always been in and out. Carson Wentz has showed us that. He's shown us the most talented quarterback, maybe in franchise history, to, on a talent standpoint. So I get it. It's hard for us to let go a little bit, but we have to detach ourselves from the situation, from him a little bit, and just realize he's playing benchable football this year. Jalen came in. He gave us the spark, and now look what's happening with Doug. But I... I Again, like I've said it multiple times, you blame all three facets. You blame Doug, you blame Carson, you blame Howie. Oh, absolutely. I think you would, I think what Giovanni is saying is right, too. Maybe Doug has a better feel for calling the plays when the plays are being executed. Maybe he knows when is the right times to use a situational play calling when the plays are being executed better, like how they were with Jalen Hurts. So, I don't know. Maybe I, it's interesting to see. I wonder if this, this uh, victory bought back some of the viewers – or some of the Eagles Nation and on Doug Peterson a little bit because I see a bunch of comments right now saying no, no. A complete overhaul from uh, a quarterback standard or from the coaching standard. I think I think for I I want to I'm assuming Dakota wants to get rid of Howie and Doug and probably the rest well, of the coaching staff too. Well, well the, the one thing I I don't see happening is Howie them moving on from Howie because he created this. Cap space mess, and uh, the best way to manage this cap space mess is to kind of keep the guy who created it by, you know, he created this mess by constantly pushing off contracts and restructuring, restructure, restructure. Now with the cap, you know, the way it, it's it is, and the uh, the mess we have right now, uh, the the best thing to do with as crazy as it sounds maybe keep Howie to, to, to manage the cap either way I, in my in my feelings uh, my, my my feeling of feelings one or the two won't be here next year Doug won't either Doug won't be here and Carson will be here or you know Carson will be here and Doug won't be here you know there's one of those two will not be here next year because something needs to change my biggest fear and I, I kind of agree that you should bring him in over the summer, OTAs and all stuff have a quarterback uh, competition. My fear is somehow if you decide to go again with Carson for next year and by chance he stinks it up again, any trade value you had for Carson Wentz goes down the, goes down the drain. It just uh, Right now you could just go, oh, well, you know, it was, it was this issue, that issue, but it's, it's manageable. You know, I could totally see – Carson going, you know, going to the Colts, you know, and, uh, you know, him and Frank Reich, they have that, uh, they have the connection. They're both men of uh, faith. 
and they seem to the, the, the bond well here in Philadelphia. Now that uh, I thought Daryl Johnson was a little weird about that, though. I thought yeah. that was a little weird the way he was saying that. I'm like, all right, buddy, let's watch Joe and Hurts play. Let's not listen about this church fest. And I'm trying right. to watch some yeah. football. But but it it, it, it no, is, it was a, it's a good point. I understand what you're saying. I, right. I just thought that was weird. The timing of that bringing that up in the football game when Jalen Hurts is trying to play football. Well, they, you know the, the announcers, the, the people need something to talk about. You know, yeah, it's, it's all, during this season. It's all about the storyline. Uh, you know, you got a, a a three and eight team playing the Saints. You know that they got the C squad uh, announcers. We're not getting the. Uh, we're not getting Joe Buck yourself and uh, Troy Aikman, you know, for this game. So you could tell how important this game was just by the announcement squad. But back to the point is the Colts have a quarterback right now that I don't see him being there next year. And Carson st- seems to have the most upside. And he also has a connection with the coach. And it seems it might seem a little bit too obvious of a connection, but nonetheless, it's a connection. And, uh, Sometimes, uh, you know, a change of scenery is the best thing. And with that said, you know, uh, I don't want to see Carson go. I wish Carson was here and playing better. And But, again, do you take that chance with, you know, maybe bringing him back? It's like it's like rolling the dice in Vegas. You know, you, you got the, all the chips right there. You take that one spin and risk it. You can lose all, uh, you know, trade equity you have in Carson if he decides to – if not that he does, he's going to decide to stink it up, but if he stinks it up again next year, what do you get for him? And then you still got all that money to pay him. Yeah, I don't think Carson Wentz goes anywhere, though. I'm just going to tell you guys right I now. Think I think Doug I, goes before Carson. I think so, too. Well, yeah, I definitely, I, but I, I'm just making a point. I definitely don't. Mm-hmm. No, that, no, that made, no, your point makes sense. I'll just, yeah, gotta go. I'm just. I've seen a bunch of comments right now saying, like, do you guys think Carson gets traded to here and this and that? And like, I don't think it's going to happen at all. Honestly, I don't. Uh, real quick, football is here, and so is your shot at millions. Thanks to our partnership with DraftKings, all new players can play for free for millions. Your first deposit. Create a DFS account with DraftKings and put in a minimum deposit of $5, just $5. The DraftKings will credit your account with a free entry to contest weekly. Go to dkng.co slash brawlpod, B-R-A-W-L, POD to win millions. And I'll say this right now for, for the viewers that are watching. If you play Jalen Hurts in your DraftKings lineup this week and you screenshot to me after the games happen, not before because you can change that. If you screenshot it to me after the games happen, I will send you a Philly Sports with Giovanni hoodie. Go to, go to manscaped.com. Use promo code BRAWL, B-R-A-W-L to get 20% off your purchase. Plus free shipping. We know that Doug lost his balls during the season. He got them back. He used promo. He used promo code Brawl. B R A W L. He got twenty percent off plus free shipping, and he named Jalen Hurts the starting quarterback. And they it won against the Saints. It was, it was definitely a hairy situation. Uh, it was very hairy situation. He cleaned it up with Manscaped thanks to the Eagles Brawl. All right, guys. Where do we so, go? From there? Look, you know, there, I wanted. I wanted to save this talk for, from Giovanni because I think he'll probably bring the most realistic perspective about this. Giovanni, they're not getting rid of Carson Wentz. Can you please tell people? They're not getting rid of Carson Wentz. Why don't you think you're in, they're not going to get rid of Carson Wentz? Because they've literally invested everything in this quarterback. They're not going to give up on him after one bad season. In 2018, Carson Wentz goes down, he's injured, his back's hurt. I get that, but it was an injury that progressed for a while and his play deteriorated because of it. The Eagles finally pulled the plug because they're like, you know what? He's not going to get any better. We have to, we have to let him reset and heal up. I feel like this situation is no different because when you drafted Jalen Hurts, you firmly believed he was going to be your talented backup quarterback to Carson Wentz on a rookie contract. So if Carson Wentz goes down, you have a talented backup going in. That's not getting paid much. You didn't expect Carson Wentz to self implode this way. You didn't. I mean, that's just not what the Eagles were thinking. And if you think they were, you're wrong. So he does. They realize if we keep letting him play, he's going to continue to self-implode even more. Let's put the backup in. Who has potential? Let's see what we have in him. Let's see what we can do if he provides some kind of spark. And then we'll go from there and reevaluate in the offseason. 
I agree with Giovanni. I know the contract is prohibitive, and I feel like you can make that work if the player doesn't want to leave. But I don't think Jeff Lurie wants to give up a Carson Wentz so quickly. I mean, we can't forget how much they recruited this guy. I mean, they went to out to dinner in North Dakota State. Excuse me, North Dakota with him. They were so in on Carson Wentz. They gave him that insection when he was coming off that back injury, and they didn't have to give that to him. They didn't have to pay him all that money. They could have. They could have waited. They didn't. They had so much faith in him. They gave it to him now. Now, do I think his style, his play this year should leave them questioning things a little bit? Sure. But hey, I mean, you have a pretty good insurance policy in Jalen Hurts for what it looks like to me. I don't think they get rid of Carson Wentz next season. I think they give it another shot. And if anything, Doug Peterson goes. Now, I don't know if Doug's ever going to give up play calling. I don't know if he's ever going to be okay with some offensive coordinator coming in here and being in charge of play calling. I, I don't see it happening, at least for the long term. I feel like Doug wants to have some kind of say in it no matter what. I don't think that's what the Eagles want to go with now. If I'm Jeffy Lurie and I'm High Roseman and you want to move to this 11 personnel offense like you you seem like you you, you want to do, like Ed's reported multiple times on the show that they want to do, I don't think Doug Pearson can help you get there. I think Doug Pearson can't coach on a 12 personnel offense. So if you want to shift the gears, you want to get rid of Zach Ertz, you want to go in on Dallas Goddard, you want to run three wide receiver sets more, I don't know if Doug's the coach for you for the long term. I still think this game against the Saints doesn't change that. You have a lot of questions this offseason. You have to ask Doug Pearson when you sit him down at the end of the year evaluations. Yeah, the Eagles uh, really went in on the uh, the drafting of Carson, and, and and he looked great in 2017. I mean, I in pre-draft and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, stuff happens. That, you know, the leg injury happens. Uh totally not his fault i mean if anybody would have been hit with that hit that he and i was there for that game and it was just a gruesome 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 hit so uh you know he comes back from the knee injury uh and then his base starts having the back problems which as somebody who's had multiple knee injuries when you uh start you know when you like say i have a knee injury my other parts of my body start to overcompensate for that thing and that's where i think he started having the back issues so they, you know, he has a, that disastrous game in in Dallas where he, he looks skittish. So they pull him and they bring, uh, you know, Foles back, and then they go on another run to the playoffs. So you know, uh, there's that, and then and then you know, next, you know, the following season, you know, uh, everybody's injured around him, and he he rallies back and he brings the team back, like I said, with the practice squad guys, and goes to the the playoffs in his first ever playoff game. And then he gets that hit and that gets that concussion. And what tells me about how serious and I, I hate to keep keep harping on this, the, the the whole thing with the concussion is I think the whole Jalen Hurts draft pick had everything to do with Carson's state of mind, mental state, you know, going into that offseason and just recovering. I mean, he you know, he got hit, he didn't even know his name on the sideline. And then like on the, you know, there's you know you know, talking with him in the off season, I think they went, oh man, we, again, you, you, you always need like to have a good backup and they learned that with Nick Foles and then you have a younger backup. But I think they, they, they saw the, the effects of that concussion. I think they said, man, we need a plan B here just in case Carson decides to, you know, and a good, and a good plan B at that. It's a, that's what they good, did. As much as, as much as Hallie wants to say, it's because, you know, he met, he missed uh, he, he he regrets not drafting Russell Wilson. This was his chance to draft the next Russell Wilson. I think it had to do more with, you know, where's this where's Carson going to go now? Where, where where where's his mind and all that stuff? So I think, you know, uh, I had a I had a thought there and it disappeared in the ether. <laughs> but definitely, I think um, I I. I I, I think either the next three games are going to tell us what we're going to see next year as far as whether Doug's here or Carson's here. And I think it's going to be a game of one up, one upmanship with, you know, Doug coaching for his job to stay here with the Eagles. again. like I said, all he has to do is go, see, I called the plays. They were executed. You know, Hertz executed them. Stuff like that. I, I think there's something definitely a, a rift there between the, the coach and Carson.
but you know, they have all this money invested in Carson, but they, you know, uh, Elliot short Barks broke down the, uh, the financials of it, which thank God he did. Cause I can't, I couldn't do it, but you know, the Eagles would be actually be saving, you know, maybe $30 million if they were to trade Carson in cap space. But if they keep Carson, they're, they're in some kind of cap space hell. So who knows? We, we, we the, the, the next, you know, the next, uh, the next games coming up, I think will really be the, the, uh, the tell because how can you be Carson Wentz and have this kid be your backup? I mean, he already had, he already had, you know, went into the other season with the ghost of Nick Foles over looming over his shoulders. I mean, Nick Foles has a statue outside the building there where he plays every week. Of course, mm. Bud Light paid for it, and the Eagles didn't put it there. But there's a statue to his, you know, his backup. Now they got this other kid that everybody's going to be calling for. You know, Philly's always had a, some kind of car, quarterback controversy, whereas whether it's Randall replacing Jaworski and Rodney Pete replacing Randall, and then everybody wanting uh, AJ Feely to replace McNabb, and then oh, I remember that, yeah, frankly, and eventually they replaced him with Kevin Cobb and we saw how that went. Then everybody wanted Vic to replace Cobb. There's always been some kind of rotating quarterback controversy in Philly. And I don't see this one going away anytime soon. Carson's always going to have to look over his shoulder with Jalen Hurts in the building. You work hard for your money. Are you sure it's working hard for you? You could be sure with Merowest Credit Union. As a credit union, Merowest is all about people, you and me. So they do the right thing by offering us better rates, greater choices, and better service. Merowest Smart Rewards Checking is a perfect example. It's a checking account that pays you with rates up to 18 times the national average. Really, check it out at Merowest.com. And service? Merowest takes pride in what they do. Experience it. Your dreams and Merowest's values just go together. Consider Merowest today. That's a, that, that's my long-winded answer. That's what I was trying to get to, but yeah, woo, take a <laughs> breath, man. <laughs> I mean, I kind of I don't know if I precisely agree with this comment because I think 2017 Carson had a lot of things going right for him. I, I think a lot of 2020 Carson play might have been might have had to do with you know looking over his shoulder, you know, at Jalen Hurts, you know. Oh yeah, there's a mental side to it. Dude, I draft. I'm, if I'm Carson Wetson, I'm sitting at home and they draft a quarterback in the second round. I'd be like, what did I do to these people for them to, you know? I, I finally got out of the, the the shadow of Nick Foles, and now you're going to bring in this, you know, this, this stud quarterback, you know, the, you know, this, you know, sit behind me in the bench. Well, that's what it, move and you know, that's what goes into they've done that favors. They've done Carson. And that's what goes into my point about him second guessing everything he does on the football field because not only has he had to second guess it because he's more, I mean, the concussion probably affected him, but he has a guy in the sideline with a lot of potential. But the 2017 offense, a lot of things went right for that offense, a lot of things went precise. I I haven't seen it since, and it's not just Carson's fault because I saw, like you said, Carson once played very, very good football last year. I just don't see the talent around him matching what they did in 2017, and it has to in order for him to have that type of success. Uh, I think you have a bounce back year, though. I think you have a 2019-type bounce back year next year. With a, I just think you know, the offense has to change. They have to have a new system. It yeah. can't be what Doug Peterson keeps calling out there. It's nothing but vanilla. Right. Want some chocolate? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've said, too. His, his, offense is, you know, his, his offense is like his favorite ice cream, vanilla. But... Uh, like I said, you know, he's coaching for his job. He's coaching for his dinner right now. You know, he, but then again, you always hear the rumors of him saying he's, you know, he wouldn't be upset if he had the, if he gets fired, but then again, who wants to get fired? You know, nobody, well, everybody goes into this job knowing you're hired to be fired, but you know, uh, I think right now he's coaching for his job to stay here in Philly. For job here in Philly and for around the league to hire him after if that doesn't work out. Yeah. I thought Hurts – I've said it last week, too, after the Green Bay game because I was going off this comment right here. How do you guys rate Hurts as a passer so far? Elite runner, but not many passing plays on tape yet. Uh, I saw in the comment section, and I completely agree with it, the wide receivers are still struggling to get open and create separation, so I think that's what went into a lot of Hurts' runs yesterday. But, uh, I mean, look, the arm strength is never going to be what Carson Wentz is. 
arm strength is, and if you accept that already, then you'll be fine. But the dude is a precise touch passer. He puts the ball, and his ball placement's incredible. I mean, he puts the ball right where the wide receivers needed to make a play with their hands. Uh, but again, he has a hitch to starting motion that needs to be sorted out and needs development on. His mechanics still need work. He doesn't get his feet set immediately right away, but he, he looks like a rookie quarterback. And I mean, again, like I say, he doesn't have the arm strength of the Carson once, but you don't need that in the National Football League to win. Arm strength isn't the end of all ends. Everybody loves like the more, like the signing Mercedes, but I mean, if you can get a good Honda Civic that runs for twenty years, I think you, you think you got your money's worth there. Uh, I I think Jalen Hurts will do enough as a passer to put you in position to win football games. I think he'd be an efficient passer at that. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think I think that. Jalen can do it, um, but you know Carson's still my guy. I'm still, I'm still on the Carson Wentz train, as always. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, totally, it's totally understandable. I mean, there's, I, th- I mean, I think we're both. There's everything to love about Carson Wentz. He's a he's a quality human being, and it's a great player. It's just a matter of is he is he too too broken in this city? Look. I'm on the Philadelphia Eagles train. Enough of this always trying to pick apart guys in the same jersey. Like, who we have to be on this side, we have to be on that side. I'm on the side that helps the Philadelphia Eagles win. I love Carson to death. I have him on my wall back here. Took a selfie with the guy. Will forever love him. And what him and Giovanni, his, their relationship together has actually like been the, one of the most inspiring things in Philadelphia. Brings oh, so absolutely. Many, absolutely. Brings so many people together. And I mean, it's, it's made us find Giovanni. Without Carson Wentz, I don't know how we find you Giovanni. So I, I yeah. love Carson to death, but I need to, we also need to just accept the fact that he wasn't playing good enough football this year to put the Philadelphia Eagles in position to win. That's why this quarterback switch had to, had to happen. But that doesn't mean we're giving up on him going forward. That doesn't mean we're out of Carson Wentz. I mean, there's always another season that's going to happen next year. And he, I, I'm pretty certain he's going to be here for it. Uh, but I hate that. There's always got to be sides to it. Like, yeah. We cheer for the wings on the helmet, guys. Like if Carson's not in there, I'm I'm like you guys are cheering the same way when Nick Foles was in there, when oh, Josh McCown was in there. And it, I, was, I was the biggest Carson defender when people thought we should have kept Nick Foles. You know, so was I absolutely. I, I'm still going, yeah. oh, they're making a mistake not keeping Nick Foles. I was like, no, Carson Wentz is the future of this team. You mm-hmm. know, uh, more talented. Yeah, it was it was an easy choice. Yeah, it was really an easy choice. It's just now he's struggling, and there's a you see a, a lot of the flaws, and there's a younger guy with potential in here. It's the that I'm, I'm tired of talking about what they could have done back then with Foles yeah. and all that stuff. But I think that I'm sick of hearing. I love it's not even Foles. just you though, but it's like I I, I still I hear you. media people talk about it. Richard Sherman um, just came out on a podcast on Pro Football Focus that said that's what the Eagles should have done. When a guy fits the system, you take the guy Richard who fits Sherman the system. Could go kick rocks. I'm tired. Seriously of though, I'm like, oh, why are you like? I hate Richard Sherman. Oh, I don't hate Richard Sherman. I'm just tired of hearing Richard Sherman talk about our quarterbacks. Uh, he can go kick Michael Bennett, too. It's a, Michael Bennett went on Chris Long's podcast and was like they should have kept Nick Foles like a, a couple months ago. Like, yeah, look, yeah. It, that decision was the easiest decision to make. This decision, I, I can't even compare it now. It's completely two different situations because Carson Wentz is not the same mentally quarterback that he had, was back then. Yeah. And now you have Jalen Hurts, who is nothing but potential. Nothing but unknown. Yeah. So I silly. But I think what this comment goes right here is it goes into what Meanie's been saying the last couple episodes is that I think the concussion effects showed way more when he was in the pocket than it did any year prior. I think he did refuse to roll out a couple times. And I made that I'm making that assertion from something Carson actually said in the press conference. And I'm astounded that you know, the Philly media or the national media hasn't picked up on the whole concussion thing. He said something about his concussion in, in one of these press conferences uh, the past couple of weeks. And I, right. you're the only one who really focuses on it. Like we're the only episode I've, I've listened to other Eagles podcast because I love all Eagles coverage, but I have yeah. not heard anyone really go into detail of blaming this concussion to what we have as a look. We're all pointing at, at like what the heck happened. Like, he's got the mechanics. He's got right. the mechanics. He's a he's a stud athlete. He's got a great arm. Great, great. Mechanics. He doesn't have the same feel for the game as he has in years prior, and it's pretty noticeable. Yeah, it's he's he's gun shy. He's gun shy. Yeah, 
but that doesn't mean you can't get get back to that way though. You don't give up on that when somebody's like that way. You what I think the decision goes from here is what you're saying completely is Jalen Hurts gives up here's the best chance to secure his job in Philadelphia or to keep his job in Philadelphia right now. Carson Wentz was only deteriorating more and more the more you played him. Let him get off the field, mentally reset, which I don't know how you can mentally reset when your young rookie quarterback's in there winning games for you. <laughs> but at least let him get back into the mold that he needs to come back and compete for his job and show the world, show Philadelphia Eagles fans, show the organization, show everybody that he could be that Carson once he was in 2017. He could be the Carson once he was in 2019. Like, let it rip. I'm begging for it. I'm begging. I still can't believe Trevinian Clowney wasn't flat for that either. That was yeah. That's the awful. second time. That's the second time Clowney almost killed one of our quarterbacks. He almost ripped Nick Foles' head. Yeah, he almost ripped his head off. Yep. And yeah. wait until wait until uh, Jalen Hurts takes more of these hits too, and the, uh, the refs don't call it because he's a mobile quarterback. Yeah, just wait for it. Yeah. I I wanted to see if you guys agree with this because I was going to bring this point onto the show. Does Jalen Hurts remind you guys of Cam Newton as a runner? Uh, you go first, Gio. Um, I've hogged up enough time. <laughs> yeah, in a way. In a way, if you look back uh, a few years ago at Cam Newton's film and then uh, put it side by side to uh, Jalen Hurts, you can definitely see some resemblance there. Absolutely. I mean, power runners. Mm-hmm. Power runners for quarterbacks, they're not, it's not very common. It's like... Um... He remind he reminds me of the guy navigating the party to get to the uh the, the, the drink tray. Or, you know, come on, coming through. Excuse me, come on. It just the way he navigated through. You know, the the defensive line was was spectacular. I definitely see a, a comparison there. Um, and speaking of deteriorating quarterbacks, I don't know what's going on with Cam. You know, but um, oh, it's over. That's uh, it. It's over. They got to draft the quarterback. Yeah. A guy who came into the uh, the season with so much promise, showing his workout videos, and oh, him and Belichick seem like they're going to be the this sure thing, and and now they're talking about replacing him with the young guy. So it's crazy. It's crazy. Dante Culpepper, man, that's a name I haven't heard for a while. I kind of like it, Dakota. I think Jalen Hurts is just way more athletic than Dante Culpepper was, though. Yeah, Dante Culpepper was a. Uh, Kind of a slouch, but I get it. I get it. He was kind of weird with his. Yeah, he had a bit of a cannon for an arm. Oh yeah. no, he had a cannon. No, Dante Culpepper was a good quarterback when he was with yeah. the Vikings in his prime. Uh, I just think that, that. Yeah, I like that because that's that's not what I've heard. Steve Nairish. Steve Nairish is a good runner. A lot of good. Uh, a lot of good uh, fan chatter tonight. I'm really happy yeah, with uh, interacting with us tonight. A lot of good comments tonight. Huh? How about how about you? you? I think everybody. I think this has been, probably been our best show yet. Yeah, yeah, and it's a happy one. <laughs> Fifty, yeah, we're all a lot happier. It's, a, I think, yeah. You, I was gonna put over. The, I was gonna put over Giovanni's new do, but he's wearing a hat, man. <laughs> oh, you should, you should have saw him on the pregame show yesterday. Dude, I was, oh my god, I'm jealous. I'm, maybe I might. I'll get Mrs. Meanie to cut my hair just like that. <laughs> I was saying at the beginning of the show, I was like, oh, uh, like I can't stop focusing on his flow. He had the nicest flow going on. Yeah. Dude, Loved it. So and he picked the, he picked the Manscaped MVP. Profiling, profiling, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Gio, oh, that. Man, man. Thank you. Gio, we forgot to mention you predicted the Manscaped MVP. Yeah. Oh. Because I think it was a few times this year. You have. You've been hidden. Yeah, because uh, you know <laughs> you're the man. You, I mean, you study and watch tape, which I couldn't have the patience to do. You know, well, we love it that much. It's it's really easy to do. Well, I mean, you're also about to be the head coach of the team. Yeah, that's what we need. You know, this could be a, like a Disney movie. You know. <laughs> yeah. Disney's already made two movies about the Eagles. We can have a third one with Giovanni as the coach. You know, why not? Instead of yeah. fearless, call it, I mean, instead of invincible and fearless, we call it the headmaster mind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. are we dying the green again this week, Giovanni? Your mom is wondering, and we're all wondering now. Stay tuned. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Look at Giovanni with the tease. I'm impressed. <laughs> 
we love we do love the videos the, the the surprise videos during the week with the hey guys here's my hair we're gonna win you know, like the hype speeches I saw people on Twitter were saying that you are the MVP of the season I kind of agree oh absolutely thank you <laughs> in, in a yeah. uh, in a crap season that that's been 2020 the bright spot's been Giovanni with uh, his positivity man it, it's infectious. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good. If it stays green, I mean, uh, if they win the division, it's just stay green all year. Ooh. Ooh. Oh yeah, no, no. I already had a plan to stay green forever now. So. <laughs> oh, okay, that's good. That's good. At least we all know that for sure. Yeah. For sure. I also want to say congrats to Giovanni for uh, being breaking news with uh, having Carson reply to your tweet, man. What was that like? Oh, uh, that's pretty cool, man. You got the first quote from Carson. Yeah, you got the first quote from Carson Wentz before the Philadelphia media did off after his benching. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Did he slide into your DMs, or was that that was just the uh, the the crux of it? He was just he just sent you the tweet. It was just it was a public thing. Yeah. Ah, That's so cool, man. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Breaking news. And then, and then he put me on his uh, Instagram story. That's yeah, yeah, he's cool, man. I saw that. He said more yeah. people need to be like you, which is the truth. But yeah. not only that, so you had Carson once reply to your tweet this year, put him on, put you on his Instagram story, and then you had Dak Prescott DM you. Uh-huh. Like, I think you're a little too fake. Look at you beyond now. Like, yeah, no big deal. It's just old hat over here. Me and Giovanni. Me and Giovanni. You can request. You can hit up my mom on Twitter to request my business card. <laughs> Good stuff, Love man. It. It's been well, a great you, year for Giovanni. Giovanni, you, you you definitely are inspirational, man. Uh, I see everything you go through, and uh, you always got a smile on your face and a positive attitude, man. A lot of people could uh, learn from what you know, following in your steps. You know, just. Yeah, always have a, a a good outlook in life, man. I you're my hero. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely my hero too. You're right now, and I think you've been doing a great job with balancing your love for Carson Wentz and still cheering on Jalen Hurts. Because I think yeah. in a world where we're always exactly having to pick sides, because exactly, it, it we all wear a green jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Bingo, but that in, in a world where we're all picking sides, we have to stick together because United, we stand divided, we fall. Let's go, Jalen Hurts, baby. And Carson, yeah. I'm cheering for you to come back next year, my man. He will. Let's go. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Oh, yeah. Uh, Giovanni, for the people that missed it yesterday, because I just, Dakota just reminded me, what, what are you doing this week? Oh, uh, on Thursday, I believe, um, I'm going on a Zoom for an assembly uh, at a school in North Dakota with Alex Singleton, and we're going to be talking to kids about bullying. So let's go. <laughs> let's go, Geo, man. Look yeah, at it's going to be pretty cool. With Alex Singleton. Yep. Linebacker one was like, I'm gonna tag team with Gio. I'm going. <laughs> like, oh, yep. imagine seeing Giovanni and Alex Singleton at a bar. <laughs> I would walk in a different direction. Hey, that's this guy's you don't want to mess with. That's this guy's you don't want to mess with at all. Oh, I love it, Giovanni. I can't wait to hear that speech. We got some that's great awesome. stuff coming for Philly yep. Sports with Giovanni. Uh, I know we have another surprise that we're waiting on announcing, but it's gonna be big gonna be big trust me so thanks for tuning oh, in guys can Almost. i can i announce uh, the merch drop oh you can go ahead and do that for sure okay so everyone we have fine new philly sports with giovanni merch coming out it's christmas edition it's gonna be limited um so you gotta get one it's uh in the shop and yeah it's pretty cool it's got christmas lights and I got a Christmas hat on. It's pretty cool. How are you going to forget to mention our artist? Jake. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that's not who the artist was. Jake refined it. Who was the actual oh, artist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The actual artist was uh, 
someone. His name is my brother Dominic. I see the reason why the reason why I wasn't gonna mention it is because now he's gonna get all shy. <laughs> no, no, is he in another room right now? Yeah, he is. He watches this, Dominic. You created the shirts, buddy. You get all the glory. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna give you all the glory for that. You're gonna get your your fair cut. Have your people yeah. call Giovanni's people. I we'll get it done for you, Dominic. His face is red. Oh come on! Let's go. We, we we need to get him back. We need to get him on the show sometime. Like, what's up, the creator of the Philly Sports with Giovanni Christmas gear? Yeah, that's so cool. Let's let's go. Dominic did re- did make the art for the Philly Sports with Giovanni Christmas gear. When you guys see it, you'll be like, "Wow, Dominic made that. That's pretty cool." Yeah. Or follow him on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, uh, uh, great real episode. Quick, real quick. Real quick. Oh, yeah, we have to uh, give besides this uh, wonderful podcast I, I do every week here on Eagles Brawl Network, I also have my own podcast called Mind of the Meanie, which drops every Monday morning at 6 a.m. Uh, if you prefer watching or listening to your podcast on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash Mind of the Meanie. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Blue Meanie for all your Blue Meanie needs. Philly Sports with Giovanni. We're gonna have to have. Is, are we? Are we doing Philly Sports with Giovanni this week? We got some plan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yes, yes, sir. That's what I like to hear. Eagles Brawl will have a bunch of content this week. The Kelly Green Show has some interviews up her sleeve, as always, with her killing content. She had Colleen Wolf, Lisa Salters, and Jennifer Slay on her show already. She needs to relax. She's on fire. <laughs> I, yeah, it's hard to keep up with her Take at this the point. Yeah. We're all Giovanni and I are all sitting here like writing down ideas of what to do on our shows to get to get close to Kelly, what she's doing now. She's killing it. Thank you so much for everybody for tuning yeah. in to her shows. And Eagles probably back this week with a bunch of turning the page on all twenty two. Tyler, Ed and I will give our analysts later this week. Please put Giovanni on. Check out the Mind of the Moo Blue Mini. And that does it for us, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Go birds. Go birds. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.